morning, good morning. We're going to be doing this part of the meeting a little bit differently today. I'm going to sing a song in a minute. Um, and then what we're going to do is read loads of scripture. And we're going to do that together as a group of people. Um, and all the scripture is about Jesus being our closest friend. Um, it's something that I wanted to really just focus on this morning. Um, I don't want to just speak loads about what I think Jesus is like as my friend. I just wanted to um, look at scripture, look at what Jesus says to each one of us um, about who he is for each one of us. And so I've got loads of people planted out in them amongst the, the group um, who have um, agreed to read some scriptures for me. So thank you in advance. If you've got an orange bit of paper, I'll tell you when it's your turn. Um, but there's just a song that's just massively been on my heart. It's a really old, um, a really old hymn. I think Johnny Cash did a version of it, um, and I couldn't. I, Johnny Cash's version was okay, but it's still a bit cheesy, right? And um, I couldn't really find a version that I felt. I just want to sing it because I just feel a bit more like that's a bit personal, and it's almost like. Um, it's quite embarrassing for me, but I'm stepping out because I think God's just really wanted to speak through the words of the song this morning. It's quite a personal song for me. It's something that, a song that I used to sing at a time in my life that I was really sort of figuring out my faith and committing my future to Jesus, going like, I don't know what's going to happen in my life. I was sort of early 20s and I was in a different country and I was like, what's going to happen? Who, who will I marry? Where will I live? What job will I do? All of those questions were sort of up in the air for me. Um, and I remember really vividly this song being sung with a group of people I was with um, 12, 15 years ago now. Um, and God was just reminding, it of it, reminding me of it this week, reminding me of all the things that he's done for me. Um, my heart's been heavy with some of the things that are going on in my friends' lives. And God was reminding him, me who he was for them. Um, and so I just feel like it's right to share it as a church. So I'm going to just sing, bear with me, I'm going to read the words at the same time, um, but just allow the Holy Spirit just to minister to your heart. And, and then we're going to go through the words of the song, we're going to go through where it is in scripture, um, and we're going to allow Jesus to just reveal himself to us more. So. <clears throat> I have found a friend in Jesus, he's everything to me. He's the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. He's the lily of the valley. In him alone I see. All I need to cleanse and make me fully whole. In sorrow he's my comfort. In trouble he's my stay. He tells me every care on him to roll. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. He all my grief has taken and all my sorrows borne. In temptation he's my strong and mighty tower. I have all for him forsaken. And all my idols torn from my heart, and now he keeps me by his power. Though all the world forsake me, and Satan tempts me so, through Jesus I shall safely reach the goal. He's the lily of the valley. 
the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. He will never, never leave me, nor yet forsake me here. While I live by faith and do his blessed will. A wall of fire about me, I've nothing now to fear. With his manna he my hungry soul shall fill. Then sweeping up to glory to see his blessed face. Where rivers of delight shall ever roll. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. If you feel like you want to just sing that last bit with me, let's do that. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. Amen. Oh, man. Amazing. Thank you so much for just going with that. Um, I've got 25 scriptures we're going to read now, and they're all where that song comes from. And I'm not going to do a load of talking. I'm not going to do a load of um, explanation of them. I'm just going to get us focusing on the truth of who Jesus is, how he's our closest friend. He's the lily of the valley. He never leaves us. And what does that mean? And how do we know it's true? We know it's true because it's in Scripture. Uh, we know that Scripture is the inspired word of God. It doesn't lie. It doesn't change. Um, Jesus doesn't promise us an easy life. He never says, come to me and nothing will go wrong again. But he says, I'm going to be with you through every part of it. And actually, since he's taken that grief, he's borne our sorrows. Um, so let's, let's have a look at that. So... I found a friend in Jesus, Ade, if you're okay to come and read. Where is that in scripture and what does it say? Do you want me to bring the mic to you or do you want to come up? Oh, yeah, God is going to run around. Thank you, God. So, I found a friend in Jesus. John 15, verse 12 to 16 says, This is my commandment, that you have one another, you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Thank you. Jesus calls us friends. Hallelujah. We have found a friend in Jesus. We haven't found a distant, somebody prayed this earlier, we haven't found a distant, aloof God. We found a friend who's everything to us. Um, the next bit, um, he's the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. So um, that might sound a bit poetic. I'm, I quite like poetry and words. That's like my thing. If you're not into that, you might be like, what on earth? He's the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. It sounds like a Disney movie or something like, I can't relate to that. Um, he's the lily of the valley. Well, what does that mean? So I'm staying with Ade for a bit. Brian, you'll be next after Ade, just to give you a bit of a heads up. 
Um, so there's two verses from the Song of Songs, which is where those phrases are lifted from. The, the writer of the song didn't just make up something that sounded great. Um, it's for, straight from scripture. But just before as I read those two scriptures, um, Emmanuel had chosen the, the new song that he bought this morning. And I was just smiling to myself because one of the phrases we were singing is the Rose of Sharon. And it's from, from exactly the same scripture. It talks about Jesus our lover being the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley. So, Ade, if you could just read those two scriptures from the Song of Solomon, just to show us that this is, this is scriptural truth. Song of Solomon 5.10 My beloved is the liberty and body, distinguished among ten thousands. In Song of Solomon 2 verse 1 I am the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley. Brilliant. Isn't that just amazing? Jesus is beautiful. He's distinguished among 10,000. Imagine if you had 10,000 people in a room and there was one that just stood out because they were so beautiful. That's truth of who Jesus is. He's the lover of our soul. We sang that this morning as well. Um, and some people find that kind of quite hard to relate to. It's sort of gushy. Oh, Jesus being my lover and it's, he's beautiful. And, and that can be quite difficult. I think especially, I hope I'm right to say this, but men I've known have told me, I find that really weird. Like, it's hard to say that. Um, so I'm just going to leave it with you. I'm not going to go, you must, you know, you must accept it right now in this moment. But it's something to just meditate on. And like, actually, what does that mean? And for each of us, that uh, Jesus is, our, is the most beautiful, distinguished among 10,000. Um, the lily of the valley, the rose of Sharon. Um, it's, just, it's just beautiful, beautiful truth to let that sink into our hearts. Um, and then the last one from Ade is the brighter morning star. Um, that comes from Revelation. Um, it comes from Revelation chapter 22. So one of the last verses in the Bible. Um, Ade, if you wouldn't mind reading it, what does that say, please? I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and descendant of David, the bright and morning star. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. I'd, nobody made this that, that phrase up. It's right, straight from scripture. He's the bright and morning star. Um, then we've got a, the, the next part of the song. It says, in him alone I see all I need to cleanse and make me fully whole. Now, Brian has uh, agreed to read four scriptures for me that all speak of this truth, that Jesus cleanses us and he makes us fully whole. This is what he does as our closest friend. He doesn't just, you know pat us on the back. He cleanses us. He restores us. He makes us whole. We're broken. doesn't say you won't get broken, but he makes us whole. So fine, if you just want to read them back to back, I won't interrupt you. If you can just go for it, that'd be amazing. Thank you. Just excuse me in between because I have to flick over the pages of the Bible. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, Christ his Son, cleanses us from all sin. If you're following in your, in your Bible, the next one is Hebrews 9.14. I'll get my wife to find that for me. Um, it's coincidental. Uh, God is amazing that uh, we, Hazel and I read the scriptures together every day and we choose a book when we finish another one to go on to the next one 
and the book we chose was Paul and John. I mean, I don't know whether you believe in, I don't believe in coincidences. I believe in the hand of God. Hebrews 9, 14. Thank you, Brian. He makes us whole. He cleanses us. He restores us. The next part of the, um, the song says, In sorrow he's my comfort. Um, and Hazel's going to read to us from 2 Corinthians, the scripture that that comes from. In sorrow he's my comfort. This is uh, 2 Corinthians 1, 3 to 5. Blessed be the God and Father <coughs> of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforts and encourages us in every trouble, so that we will be able to comfort and encourage those who are in any kind of trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For just as Christ's sufferings are ours in abundance, so also our comfort, our reassurance, our encouragement, and our consolation is abundant through Christ. Amazing, thank you. In sorrow he's my comfort, in trouble he's my stay. We're, moving. We're skipping all over the scripture today. It's back to Psalm 62, but it just shows you that this isn't like a little bit of, you know, an add-on in terms of what the Bible teaches us, but we're reading right from Exodus right through to Revelation um, at points throughout this morning, and uh, this is just true throughout history, and it doesn't change. Um, so in sorrow, he's my comfort. In trouble, he's my stay. Um, over to you, Hazel. Psalm 62, verse 2. God alone is my rock and my salvation, my defence and my strong tower. 
I will not be shaken or disheartened. Amazing. And uh, I think I've spoken on this before, um, <clears throat> but the next line of this, the hymn says, he tells me every care on him to roll. And there's a scripture from 1 Peter that Hazel's going to read. And there's an old song that says, cast your burdens onto Jesus, he cares for you. You might have sung that when you were younger. Um, but it's all from the promises of scripture. So he tells us to give him our cares, to give him our burdens. Um, and yeah, over to you, Hazel, that's from 1 Peter. 1 Peter 5, verse 7. Cast all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all on him. For he cares about you and watches over you very carefully. Wonderful, thank you. Um, I'm just going to pass the mic, say Gordon running up and down. Um, Natalie, I'm going to come to you shortly if that's all right. Thank you. Um, the next line, I think, says something like, he all my griefs has taken and all my sorrows born. Um, and that's from Isaiah 53, when you're ready, Natalie. So I sprung that on you a little bit. Oh. Oh. Oh, it's going so well. Thank you. Uh, Hazel's going to read from us from Isaiah 53. It's going so well. Thanks, sorry, Natalie. Isaiah 53, verse 4, and I'll have to read verse 5 as well. That's fine. In fact, Jesus has borne our griefs, he has carried our sorrows and pains, yet we assume that he was stricken, struck down by God, and degraded by him. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was crushed for our wickedness. The punishment for our well-being fell on him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Thank you. Give Let's give Jesus a round of applause, absolutely. Are you, with, are you keeping up with this so far? Is this okay? Just an absolute whistle-stop tour of scripture after scripture after scripture. But there's something special about that, and I just felt like it was the right thing to do for today. So I hope you're uh, bearing with me, and this is okay so far. So he's taken our griefs, he's borne our sorrows. In temptation, he's my strong and mighty tower. Um, Natalie's got two scriptures, one that talks about him being with us in temptation and one talking about him being our strong and mighty tower. So both those things are true. Um, am I right? Have you got Proverbs 18? Yeah, great. Cool. Thank you. Proverbs 18, verse 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is safe. Yeah, and then straight on to the Hebrews one. Thank you. So Hebrews 4, verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathise with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Amazing. Thank you. He's our strong and mighty tower. He's not just there with us in temptation, but he's experienced it before us. Um, he sympathises with us, he understands us more than we can imagine. It's the closest friend that you can, you can... Have you ever had those moments where you're talking to a friend about something you really pour in your heart out and you just feel like they're just not really getting it and they're a bit like, can't relate, you know, it's a bit awkward. That's never going to happen with Jesus, your closest friend. He will always understand. He's been there, the Bible says it. He's been through every temptation we've known. 
He sympathises with our weakness. He understands. He's our closest friend. Um, the, the next truth that we're going to pull out of the song says that he will keep us by his power. Um, and I'm not going to lie, this one was a bit harder to find a scripture that just captured that all by itself. But um, we got there in the end, I think. Um, so the idea that Jesus keeps us, and that means that, means that he's holding on to us. He's making sure that we're, you know, we're not lost. We're kept, we're safe. Um, and that's from Jude, which doesn't have any chapters. So it's just Jude, verse 24. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. Yeah, thank you. He's able to keep us from stumbling. He keeps us by his power. Um, then we've got a part, we're coming on to you, Ian, just to heads up, heads up. Um, through Jesus, I will safely reach the goal. So the, we've just sung, I've just sung so much good stuff, and I just really want it to minister into our hearts today. But the next part says, through Jesus, I shall safely reach the goal. And that's in Philippians chapter 3. So, Philippians chapter 3, verse 14, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. Amazing. He will never, never leave me, nor yet forsake me here. Um, yeah. He, I've got two scriptures from you for that one, Ian. One about um, always nev- never leaving us and never forsaking us. One's from Deuteronomy. And one's from Matthew. So if you know your Bibles, you know that they're opposite ends of the Bible. Um, and the truth is exactly the same. So if you could just read those two back to back, please. So um, Deuteronomy 31 verse 8 says, It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you. He will all forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. And then moving on to Matthew 28 verse 20. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Amazing. Thank you. He's always with us. He will never leave you. And in the darkest of times, when you can't feel him, see him, hear him, he's still there. It's on to Chris next, if you don't mind, Bronwyn. Thank you. Um, he, won't, he won't go. <laughs> he can't. He's there by your side through it all. It doesn't mean it will change overnight. We were hearing testimonies this morning of things that take months and years, but he will never, ever leave you and not forsake you here. That's a promise. Um, Chris is, um, I trusted Chris with the most complicated section, so I hope this works. <laughs> I basically gave her a whole chapter, and I was like, can you just not don't read the whole chapter, just tell us what it says? And she was like, hmm. What do you mean? So we'll see. But um, the next line that we're going to look at is a wall of fire around me. So this one, you could just read those verses, 13, chapter 13, verse 21 and 22. What does it mean to say that our closest friend is a wall of fire around us? It comes from Exodus. We're going to find out. This is Exodus uh, 13, verse 21 to 22. <coughs> By the day the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud, to guide them on their way, 
and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so that they could not, so that they could travel the day or the night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. Wonderful, thank you. So that's talking about the Israelites walking around in the desert. And God sent his presence as a pillar of fire, a pillar of cloud by the day and a pillar of fire by night. The next part in the song says, a wall of fire around me, I've nothing now to fear. I don't know about you, but if I was walking around and like at night, it's a bit scary. If I was walking around at night and I had fire surrounding you, not touching me, I didn't feel unsafe in any way, but just guiding and like protecting, nothing's going to touch me. I've got this fire surrounding me. I have nothing now to fear. God did that for the Israelites. Jesus does that for us in a different way, but in a very, very real, tangible way. A wall of fire around us. I have nothing now to fear. And then we sing, with his manner, he my hungry soul shall fill. So if you know scripture, you've heard the stories of the Old Testament, the word manna, you're like, yeah, I know what that means. If you don't, what does that mean? We're going to find out. So in Exodus 16... I'm not expecting Chris to read the whole chapter, but if you don't mind, what does Exodus 16 tell us? What is manna? Um, and if you could just summarise, if, if that's okay. Is now? Oh. Um, manna was a type of bread that came down from heaven supernaturally. And um, God tells us in the Bible about it in Exodus 16. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, so the Israelites, the same ones who had this pillar of cloud and fire, had nothing to eat, and God sent down provision from heaven. And so in the Old Testament, he does that, and it's talked about in the New Testament twice as well. So we've got two more scriptures about manna. We are getting towards it. You'll be pleased to know you're doing well. Push through. Let's go for the last few. Um, So John chapter 6 and Revelation again talk about manna. So if you could just read those back to back for me, Chris, those last two. Uh, The next John 6. Verse 32 to 35. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in him will never go thirsting. And then Revelation 2, verse 17. I'll find it. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To those who are victorious, I will give some of the hidden manna. I will also give each of them a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to the one who receives it. Brilliant, thank you. God gave manna to the Israelites in the Old Testament. Jesus reveals himself in the New Testament to be the bread of life. means we'll never be hungry. He satisfies us with his manna. He, my hungry soul, shall fill. We will not have emptiness and hunger when we know Jesus as our closest friend. He satisfies that deepest hunger. We're talking about a spiritual hunger now. The manna from heaven satisfied a physical hunger for the Israelites. Jesus satisfies that spiritual hunger. That like, oh, I need something. Jesus gives it 
all in abundance. He shall fill our hungry souls. And then Revelation talks about the hidden manna. Um, right now, our names on the stone, but this is talking about the book of life and salvation and eternity with Jesus. So you can see this, this theme is right through scripture and into the future that's not, that, that's not yet, the now and not yet. We've not had that final revelation experience yet, but we've got those promises. Um, Jonathan, I'm coming to you very soon. And so Jonathan's my last volunteer slash last person who agreed when I asked him. <laughs> so, with his manner he my hungry soul shall fill, then sweeping up to glory to see his blessed face. Jesus is not a distant friend that we will never, you know, we never get to, to meet. One day we, at, we will meet him face to face. The Bible says that in a few places, and Jonathan's going to read them to us. So if you could read the Corinthians and the Thessalonians scriptures back to back for me, Jonathan, we will see his blessed face. Can you hear me now? Yeah. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 12. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. And 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 17. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we'll always be with the Lord. Amazing. I can't wait for that day. We see him part and we'll see him full. We'll see his blessed face in all its glory, face to face. Um, and then the last, the very last one, just talking about heaven, where rivers of delight shall ever roll. It's talking about our end, our end destination. His presence. Manuel sang out and said that this morning, this is what we'll do in heaven, where rivers of delight shall ever roll. So if we could just read that last scripture. And if we've got time, I'd like to sing the song again together, if you're with me on that. Now that we've read these scriptures and we've heard where they've come from, it's not just a lovely song, but it's based on what God has told us, what Jesus has revealed to us about who he is. Um, so if we can do that, I think quite a few people knew it, which is helpful. Um, so yeah, Jonathan, if you can read that last scripture from Revelation again. And then if you can stand with me and we're going to sing out the truth of Jesus being our closest friend. In Revelation 22, verse 1 to 5. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as a crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, through the middle of the street of the city. Also on either side of the river, the tree of life and its twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. Then the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and the servants will worship him. Then they will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and night will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. Amen. Amen. What a friend that we found, that all this truth is, is true. Um, what amazing, amazing truth. So if you want to um, spend more time looking at those, I can just send a list of those scriptures through, maybe on the Discord group or to anyone who wants to I spend more time. If we have more time, we could say so much more, but I just wanted to go just the word of the Lord into our hearts directly. Um, so if you would stand with me, let's sing it. Um, let's reflect on everything we've heard and let's just be so receptive 
to these truths um, in the hardest of times and in the happiest of times. These truths are true. That's why they're true. Um, so I found a friend in Jesus. He's everything to me. If you don't know it, that's okay. If you know it, belt it out because it's embarrassing for me to sing by myself. <laughs> I have found a friend in Jesus, he's everything to me. He's the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. He's the lily of the valley, in him alone I see. All I need to cleanse and make me fully whole. In sorrow he's my comfort. Tells me every care on him to roll. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. He all my grief has taken and all my sorrows borne. In temptation, he's my strong and mighty tower. I have all for him forsaken, and all my idols torn. From my heart, and now he keeps me by his power. Though all the world forsake me, and Satan tempt me so, through Jesus I shall safely reach the goal. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. He will never, never leave me, nor yet forsake me here. While I live by faith and do his blessed will. A far about me, I've nothing now to fear. With my manna he my hungry soul shall fill. Then sweeping up to glory to see his blessed face. Where rivers of delight shall ever roll. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. Thank you, Jesus. You are our closest friend. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You are the lily of the valley the beautiful, bright and morning star. You never leave us. You have taken our griefs. You have borne our pain. You set a wall of fire about us. You are stay in troubled times. Thank you, Jesus, for who you are. And I pray for each and every heart in this room that they would know more of who you are, where, whatever is going on in their life right now. Lord Jesus, that you would reveal your friendship to them in a new way and a deeper way. In your powerful name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lizzie. Put your hands together for Lizzie. Thank you.